0: Oh, my gosh, Hillary, thank you so much. We are live from Washington, D.C., uh, in the Blaze TV studios, and I, we are in the middle of history. I can't wait to talk to you about what I saw last night. We also have several congressmen coming in. We're going to start with one of the best, Thomas Massey, in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, let me tell you about our sponsor, the Steph Hour. It's, it's home title lock. I think it was Stew. Stu. That told me about home title lock, uh, and he was like, "You gotta get this." And I'm like, "People aren't stealing homes, <laughs> yeah, they are." And then, and then you brought in an FBI agent who, who actually had done everything except filed the paperwork to steal my home. Yes, uh, it made it made me feel really good
1: about my life, considering right. they did the same thing to my home.
0: And it was it in my home, I had attorneys and everything do everything they could to protect my home. Yeah. He said, my home was easier to steal.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It,
0: it's an epidemic, according to the FBI in New York, fastest growing uh, white collar crime. There's only one company that will protect you from someone actually stealing the title of your home and then just screwing your life. It's Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. We have 60 risk-free days of protection for you at HomeTitleLock.com.
2: And
0: enlightenment. I am so interested to talk to Stu today because Stu was in the Blaze TV Washington, D.C. studios watching the president's speech. I was actually in the room with Rush Limbaugh and, and the president and all of the nightmares in white. Uh, and what I saw, what I felt, I don't know if you felt it through the television one of i I would say this may be i'd have to go back and look at some reagan state of the unions this may be the best state of the union i have ever seen uh and he has totally changed the dynamic i you don't need oprah anymore donald trump did an oprah at the state of the union last night we'll go there and get the uh, views of Thomas Massey, when we come back yes. in one minute. Is
2: the Glenn Beck program.
0: All right, I have to tell you, I am staying at the uh, Trump, uh, the Trump Hotel, which is luxurious. And uh, uh, really, 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 really good sheets. As I told you, I'm a sheet snob. Usually I, I just I hate going and traveling because the sheets suck so much. These sheets were really nice. I mean, there are no Giza dream sheets. You know what? Maybe they are. I bet you. I bet you they might be. Yeah, Mike Lindell is a big fan of the president. He might have just said, "Let me give you the sheets for your hotel." Anyway, Giza dream sheets. Uh, they're from MyPillow.com. They are really good. Uh, they are the the best. Most people think that the Giza cotton is the best cotton in the world. Uh, it gets softer every time you sleep in it. Every time you um, um, wash them, and right now. At MyPillow.com, they have a buy one, get one free kind of deal. You buy one set of sheets, you get the second one free. Right now, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets, get the second one free. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. It's enter the uh, promo code BECK at MyPillow.com, or you can call them at 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, promo code back. Thomas Massey represents Kentucky's fourth congressional district that stretches all across northern Kentucky. 280 miles of the Ohio River. He is, um, you know, he's a smart guy. I mean, he's no Glenn and Stew, Uh, but he did go to MIT. Uh, he's on three different committees. The House Committee for Transportation and Infrastructure, the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. I love you. And the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. He's, um, he's also the guy who, uh, Last night, took me down to the skiff and took a picture of me at the door of the skiff. Wouldn't let me in for some reason. <laughs> Wouldn't let me in, but uh, we were down where that those all the secret meetings went on with the uh, with the whistleblower. Welcome, Thomas. How are you? Yeah, you bet. Um, first of all, let's start with the. Um, well, we're we're halfway through a historic 24 hours yeah we got the state of the union last night which was just outrageously good in my opinion and then uh in at what four o'clock this afternoon the senate's going to vote to acquit
3: yeah this is a it's an amazing slice of history this 24-hour window yeah and to be there last night was just amazing uh, on the floor of the House, I started out by shaking the president's hand as he mm. came in yeah. um, and thanking him yeah. for the work that he's done. And then, boy, when he started into that speech, I think those Democrats uh, had super glue on their on their seats because they refused to stand up for the. I mean, just if he had said apple pie or baseball or mm. I mean, at times he, he could
0: have come out and said. I like socialism and they would have they would not have clapped and they would not have gotten up. That's right. I mean no matter what he said, even if it was stuff they've always been for. They I mean he 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 talked about many things that they have been for and they couldn't applaud. They couldn't applaud at at uh, the lowest unemployment rate, the lo- the highest employment rate for African Americans ever. The highest uh, uh, employment rate for uh, Hispanics and Asians, women, nothing,
3: nothing, nothing. It w- it was incredible. He got a few of them to clap for criminal justice reform right. because they co-sponsored the bill. But even people that voted for that bill wouldn't get up and clap or even acknowledge that the president did something good by signing the bill.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, last year, I was your guest uh, at the State of the Union and um, I felt it was—remember, the, the president was kind of—he uh, was almost squirrely at a couple of times. He'd go, come on, you can clap for that. Remember? He yeah. He would look over right, to the right. left and go, come on. And it was still a little good-natured. Right. Last night, I felt from them hatred. I mean, I that room was full—they hate
3: him. Seething. Seething Seething hatred. hatred. And, you know, I shook the president's hand when he came in to do so. I had to sit on the aisle. Yeah. So I was just a few feet from those Democrats who would not stand up for the president for anything, for anything good about America. And I would look over at them and literally I could lean over and touch Mm -hmm. some of them and just look at them in the eyes and, and think, what is going through your head right now? Why, what is it that you hate about this man so much that you're going to be so spiteful and hate our country? I mean, when he just talked in generalities about the country and how we need to put Americans first, they wouldn't stand up, not a single one of them could I see clapping when he said we need to put America and Americans first.
0: Right. I mean, there were things last night that he said i thought this was a wildly uniting speech because there were things in there that pissed me off you know when he was talking about me too yeah high speed internet (laughs) for everybody i'm like that's not the government's job (laughs) and that's one of the things that they were demanding uh before was high speed internet high speed internet for everybody well good i'm i'm for that let's have companies do that not the united states government and they, I know, because how long did we spend on the stupid internet thing? Remember, if you're oh, a mother, oh yeah, uh, what was the the Lum- Lumbee tribe? Yeah, the, the Lumbee, Lumbee tribe. tribe. They, they didn't have one clip. They, uh, they didn't have any. They didn't have any high speed internet. And Obama wanted high
3: speed internet for everybody. Here he's proposing it, and they won't stand up. They won't even clap. He didn't extend an olive branch. He extended an olive tree. He did and an olive orchard. He did. Okay. He did, and they didn't take any of it. the family leave act i mean Mm -hmm. holy cow by the way i didn't vote for the family leave act and the and and he's proposing to extend it extend it yeah Yeah. to private companies right right and to me that was he was trying to build a bridge to the democrats it was a that was a bridge a little far yeah but Well, all the stuff, he talked about the unions. Right.
0: He talked about the unions last night, and, of course, the, the new NAFTA agreement was a gift to the unions.
3: Nothing. Nothing. Crickets on, on their side. Um, and, I mean, that's just incredible because some of those folks have co-sponsored those bills. Right. Some of them voted for those bills. Right. But they just hate him so much. This is So how are we going to get
0: through the next four and a half years?
3: Oh, you know, he's got to spank him at the ballot box again yeah. for them to learn that he's in line with American Americans and they're not. I mean, this was basically laying the framework for the 2020 election or, or the stark contrast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't about an election, but you could see the stark contrast between what President Trump stands for. And what the Democrats stand for. And Mm -hmm. he put he laid out a vision for America Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, state state of the unions or speeches are supposed to be and and oftentimes are hopeful. And he did that at the end. I mean, he was talking about.
0: That was the best speech. That's the best speech he's given. Last year, I thought it was the best speech he's given. He's good at this, which Stu and I were talking about it. never would have expected him to be good at a State of the Union address because he's just not a great reader and not a great speech giver. Yeah. He's good
1: off the cuff in yeah. his own way. I'd expect good rallies. i expect good one-liners at debates. Right. I wouldn't expect uh, the great was it, State of the Union. He's good at this. I think yeah, this
0: was a redefining of... The State of the Union address. I think this one. I mean, when you know, there were so many. That thing is boring as snot every year. Let's be honest. But there were so. <laughs> this many one t- was
3: anything but boring, especially oh, yeah. if you
0: were in the room. I don't know how this. How did it translate? Not in the room, Stu.
1: Could you feel the hatred? Not as much as you're saying. I mean, they certainly. You could hear jeers occasionally. Oh, they were. Um, they were nonstop. Yeah. They were
0: nonstop. You can't hear um, what's really going down on the floor. I no. mean, you can't hear it. You can't see it. It was nonstop. They got to a point towards the end. I don't know if you noticed this, Thomas, but you were close enough yeah. to it. They got to a point to where one one woman actually put her head in her hands and just laid down in her own lap, just like. I I can't do it anymore.
3: Um, I watched two or three of them walk out.
0: Yeah, mm -hmm. three of them I saw. Yeah
3: yeah. Uh, and literally at times he had to speak over them because they were jeering so loudly. Now if you were watching it on TV the sound was being picked up by his microphone. So you wouldn't have gotten the entire ambiance right. of the room, right? which at times was, was jeers from the Democrats. Right. And he just, instead of acknowledging them, he or, just plowed, he through. plowed through all that. Yeah, it,
0: it, he, he did. I mean, that was an expert last night, an expert performance at um, just plowing through. And I wondered if you heard that, because many, many times he was being jeered by them. And he just raised his voice and he just didn't stop. Yeah, no, and I, that's what we're going to. And that was smart because you, it was not detectable largely. I way. wish it was. Yeah. I really I, I really mm-hmm. wish people could see the State of the Union the way I've seen it the last two years, because you it's a totally
3: different world. Can I admit to breaking with decorum at one point in yeah. his speech? Uh In the beginning, we started chanting. We started a little chant where I was, four more years. (laughs) I don't know if that came out on TV.
0: I heard it. Did did you hear that? That, Okay.
3: Well, I participated in that (laughs) (laughs) completely.
0: Yeah. It was. And you know what's funny is every time the the Republicans really responded with, Yeah! Yeah. Was when he was covering for them. That's right. It, 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 and it, I mean, can I admit? Yes, can I? They didn't drag you out of the gallery. They didn't (laughs) drag me out of the gallery, but uh, they might have. Uh, But uh, there was a couple of times to where I didn't necessarily even fully agree with you know the the I I I agreed with it, but I wasn't like yeah. But because they jeered. Mm -hmm. When people started to clap, I was first on my feet going, yeah! yeah, you know, and the guys next to me, I was with this guy from uh, Oklahoma, and the other one was, oh, I can't remember where the other one was from, and a guy from North Dakota in front, and they were they were MAGA guys. Yeah. And
1: they,
3: they were lifting the roof off. Well, the group that I sat with, um, we resolved every time that we heard the Democrats jeering at him while he was trying to speak, that when he was done speaking, that we would clap twice as loudly. You heard it. Yeah. You
0: heard it. You heard that, at least in the room. Um, we, we're going to continue our conversation because there was there were a couple of really touching things. Uh, I watched uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib closely, and their statement— When they walked out, we just couldn't take it anymore. Wait until I share what I witnessed because I watched them like a hawk Um, because I watched them last year. You can learn an awful lot from just watching those two. Uh, And um, wait until I tell you the real story about their dramatic walkout where they just couldn't take it anymore coming up in just a second. Also, uh, Chris Stewart is going to be joining us. Um, We have uh, Ezra Levant coming with us, and also uh, John Miller, who is our White House correspondent. He's going to be here. He is a very good friend of mine. He was actually my intern and then my assistant for a while. He went to Columbia University. He's a black guy, and... um, uh, you want to talk about unpopular in his last class they were asking which fascist dictator this is his professor at columbia which fascist dictator um would they compare me to and here's this guy who hadn't said anything the whole term and he raises his hand and uh the teacher says looks at this black kid yeah and he said I don't know. I'd, I'd go the other
1: way. I I think I'd compare him to Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was great. And I think the correct answer on the dictator thing is probably Idi Amin, just from size. A size uh, observation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up, you two clowns. <laughs> laugh it up. <laughs> All right, uh, I got a congressman to laugh at my fat joke.
3: I, I'm laughing because you might have just lost your job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Valentine's Day, it is coming. It is com-
0: It is coming, and 1-800-Flowers is there. The biggest, brightest roses, prices that you're not going to believe right now when you order early. You can get the 18-stem enchanted rose medley for 29.99, or double it. To the uh, 36-stem bouquet for $20 more. Now, this expires on Wednesday. Is that today? Today's Wednesday? Yeah. And the bouquet prices are already starting to go up, so you need to get it right now. 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. It's an 18-stem enchanted rose medley for $29.99 or double the roses uh, to 36 for for. dollars 20 bucks more, it's 1-800-Flowers.com. You just click on the radio icon and you enter the promo code back. Enter today. Save now at the Rose Authority of 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code back. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, uh, Thomas, you are running for re-election. I
3: am, Glenn. Right? I'm are glutton
0: for punishment. Yeah, <laughs> and you are a, you know, you said something to me the other day that I really, I really appreciate it. I hope I, I'm not sharing anything that I shouldn't, but you said, um, you know, I'm actually really grateful for this challenge, this yeah. primary. Because you can so easily forget how hard it is to get here, and the people that, you know, or you're serving unless you're, you're, you're reminded every two years.
3: I am reinvigorated to serve another eight years because of this challenge. I mean, the, the people who supported me the first time, it's a chance to reconnect with them and also meet new friends who have gotten to know or have gotten to know me. And now I'm going out and meeting them and I'm, I'm finding out how important it is to some people that I'm here. Uh, and it's just, it's reinvigorated me. Now, the 100, next 104 days are going to be a tough slog. Yeah. Well, not as tough as you might have thought, because I know you have a challenger.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, I whatever. don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't right remember. Right <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, this guy is presenting himself as a giant Trump fan and Trump supporter. He's chief of the bag of people.
3: Yes. Right? He even put Trump's hair in his logo. He thinks it's cute to, that it would be a subliminal suggestion to people that he's Trump's guy B- because he can't run to the left of me in Kentucky. Nobody wants a lefty in a Republican mm-hmm. primary, and he can't run to the right of me. There's, th- it's not even a credible <laughs> proposition, <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Even my colleagues in Congress don't believe that's possible. <laughs> right. And so he's decided to try and run to the Trump of me. Mm-hmm. uh because he's pulled some statistic from an ABC news website that says you know only seventy percent of the time have I supported Trump but those that statistic is based on a voting record and I went and looked at the the votes that they're using mm-hmm. for the 30 mm-hmm. percent and they are debt limit increases they are omnibus bills they're continuing resolutions right, right. they're arms to Saudi Arabia they're even the vote they even count the vote to reauthorize the fisa court that spied <laughs> on the president wow. if you didn't vote for that they're saying wow. you didn't support the president right. ultimately they're saying that because the president signed those bills
0: okay now here mm. i'm going to play this commercial um Is this from your campaign? I saw this the other day. It is.
3: Kids, if there are any kids listening to this, clean up your Facebook page right now if you ever plan to run for office. Yeah. Because this guy didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And look what they found. (laughs) Listen. I'm Thomas Massey, and I approve this message.
4: He's even worse than a never-Trumper. Todd McMurtry is a Trump hater.
5: Look at his Facebook page. Trump would never be my choice. I hope the military disobeys his order and stages a coup. Sad but true, Trump is the epitome
6: of a weak male. Trump is an idiot. Hillary is right. He is temperamentally unqualified to be president. Siding with crooked Hillary, that's
1: Todd McMurtry, the Trump hater.
3: (laughs) Kids, clean up your Facebook page right now. If you're 12 years old and you're thinking about running for city council. (laughs) And uh, is that all you found? Oh, no, there's more. No. <laughs> there's more. That's kind of the highlights really. Yeah,
0: so uh, he's, what do you suppose is going to happen to any support that he may have had? Because that's, he really was presenting himself as, you know.
3: The Trump guy. The Trump guy. But he's, he's a Trump hater. Uh, he's an opportunist, Glenn. And the swamp up here, there are people up here that don't like the fact that I'm an independent voice. Yeah. I don't always follow the party. I'm not in lockstep with anybody, but my voters in Kentucky.
0: Give me your website where people can help you at win.
3: thomasmassey.com. Th- By, Th- my last name is spelled M A S S I E.
0: Okay, Thomas Massey, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. God bless you. All right, back in just a second. All right. Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. The days of, uh, you know, being able to look the other way really are over. We don't have the luxury of being unaware of what the mainstream media and big tech companies and Facebook and Twitter, even the mobile companies are doing. They are in bed with the left. And you met the left last night. If you watched the president's speech last night, that's who they really are. And they are angry and they do not like anything this president stands for or what you stand for. Time to rally around a company who will stand with you. Patriot Mobile, the only cell phone service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations fighting for the values you believe in, like the Second Amendment, the right to life, religious liberty, supporting our veterans. Patriot Mobile plans start at 25 bucks a month, and all the cell towers are basically owned by four different companies. So you're going to get the same service with Patriot Mobile as you would get with the other carriers. So switch today and send your money where you want it to go. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck, plus a free gift when you open a new line. Call their U.S.-based customer service team at 877-367-7524.
1: PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Make sure you go to BlazeTV.com and sign up. The big special on Ukraine, the last piece of the puzzle, tomorrow on BlazeTV.com.
0: I can't wait to give you my full uh, picture of the State of the Union. We'll do that uh, a little later on in the uh, program. We have uh, Congressman Chris Stewart uh, from uh, Utah, who is is with us. He is on uh, the—what committee are you on?
7: I'm on the House Intelligence and Appropriations, which are two great committees, and also budget, because I think the debt actually matters.
0: Yes, it does. Imagine You're that you 're the one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, um, but uh you were part of the you you had to sit there with Adam Schiff the whole time,
7: yeah, it was fun watching him and the others and and that 's the thing that i 'm not sure people see or hear back home because when like when the president introduces his guest the camera's focus on the on the guest and what they don't see are the democrats sitting there and in some cases actually booing and kind of hissing they're like this kind of like a second grade when
0: they had when he reunited the the army family yeah, yeah. at the end they were actually groaning through that they were like oh come on i saw people turning around looking at each other like I don't know what they were saying, but they were, like, yelling at each other. They were so mad. Yeah. They were yelling what they wanted to say to him. They were saying to each other during that really nice moment. Yeah. And America didn't see it. And yeah. they, should. Or, they the, should.
7: or the little girl that he gave the scholarship to. Oh, my God. I mean, they should, they, they should, according to their constituencies and their interests that they claim is important to them, they should have been clapping and cheering for that, for, to give her this opportunity. And instead, they sit on their hands. And, you know, it's funny, you, you mentioned Adam, and I watched him, and it was very clear he knew that the cameras were going to be on him at any time, mm-hmm. so he was always careful. But his face never changed for the whole hour and a half. He just sat and stared with this painted on smile, and I know it bothered him, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Because he could see the energy and the support. And he knows, and this is really important, Glenn, he knows that they messed up. He knows that this you is backfire. So? I do. I do. I think he's, uh, look, there's, Adam is a lot of things, but one of the things he is is, is smart, and, and he can see and read and observe. And uh, and I'm not saying he wouldn't do it again. I'm certain that he would. But he also knows that they failed in convincing the American people that this president is is. Uh, they made him stronger. Yeah, absolutely. They made him stronger. Absolutely. If
0: that president, the one I saw last night, showed up for the next what 270 some days, uh, every day, that was the president that showed up. I think he would win in a Reagan-style landslide. Uh, he it, it was. He, that was presidential that was positive um looking forward no little snipes i mean it was
7: Good. It was it was terrific. I mean, I've talked to so many people, you know, they call and and say, hey, what did you think? What was like? And so many people have said to me, you know, there were a number of times I actually was brought to tears last night. I mean, it was an emotional, very positive. That's the other thing is there was nothing negative about this speech. It was very, very positive. That's
0: not what the left is saying. That's not what CNN and everybody else. They're saying this was a destructive dividing speech I I have a hard time finding it
7: well you you have to you have to scratch really down low to find something I mean look, some of the policies they disagree with I get that Uh, but but this is a very forward-looking very I thought uniting event and it could have been if anyone had any hope and open-heart about this at all
0: so is Nancy Pelosi has she gone totally insane I mean I can't imagine what she was how she thought that was a win last night for her to do that and if i may can we play the joe wilson moment this is this is from uh... an obama um, uh... state of the union listen to this
1: there are also those who claim that our reform efforts would ensure illegal immigrants this too is false the reforms the reforms i'm proposing would not apply to those who are here illegal
0: Look at Nancy Pelosi's face there. And Joe Biden just shakes his head in despair. And this was a big deal. Joe Wilson was right. Last night in the president's speech, he is saying, we're stopping all of this health care going for free to illegal aliens. So Joe was right. It was in the bill the whole time. That was a week-long walk of shame. I think they tried to censure him, did they not?
7: Yeah, I believe they did, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna do something to call attention to this. As I was saying to you before, I, we came on the air. We just left a meeting where they're considering their options. But she is the speaker of the house, but she is also just a member of the house, and she has to abide by the same decorum that the rest of us have to. And what she and it was such a mistake. It was so unnecessary. It was so calculated. I mean, she planned on doing this, and how she thought that was a win, I just don't. I just don't get it. It's like you said, has she lost her mind completely?
0: It's it's their their. Dream driven i've never understood the the trump derangement syndrome um and i think some people were driven by that with with barack obama they just could, were so blind by the lies and everything else they couldn't they just couldn't get past it we mm-hmm. just stopped talking about it we just were like okay well you know american people have made their choice you know great yeah. let's look to the future these guys they can't. I'm, they are driven by their hatred for him,
7: which is going to make the election night in November so much fun. Yeah, because I agree with you. I think the no. president. I think the president is in a wonderful spot right now. I think he's in a very strong spot right now. And they, as you said, hate him so viscerally. I can't imagine what it's going to be like then when he's reelected and reelected. I think in, in a in a pretty powerful way.
0: You know what's amazing to me is. Um, what happened with Rush Limbaugh last night, and their reaction? They they have people on their side that have received presidential medals of honor. That I have thought, this is this is a Marxist? What what are you doing? You know, and there's been people also that have done really good in the past, and then politically, I completely disagree with them. But I can sit there and see, okay, you know, this person means a lot to half of the country, whatever. Um, They couldn't even do that.
7: No, and and you may disagree with someone, but you still recognize that they were a leader and that they uh, were a proponent, a powerful proponent for things that they believed in. Right. Uh, And we may not agree with those things, but they're still a powerful leader, and we need to recognize that. That's all we were looking for last night.
0: And And not even, I don't even think that. Here's a guy, I mean, for the president to do that and to present it to him, which is a first, to present it to him uh, should, uh, would lead one to believe uh, that he is, he's very ill. He's very ill. And and that was a humanitarian thing to, to do. Uh, and they couldn't even give him that.
7: Yeah. Well, you know, and so their reaction was very predictable there. But I'll tell you what isn't predictable, and it's even harder for me to understand. And that's when the president says things like, you know, America's the greatest country God's ever given to man. They and it. they sit on their hands and scowl. Yeah. Uh, and if I were the president, I would turn to him and I'd repeat it and I'd say, I'm going to say it again. America's the greatest gift ever given to man. And, and have the cameras focus on them and have them sit there showing them scowling.
0: I, I really think... Congress should. You guys should. You guys should try to get cameras on them. Yeah, I've learned more uh, about your job and his job uh, in the last two years just going to the State of the Union. Tanya and I went to uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner once, and honestly, I went home. I went to the hotel and I took a shower. I felt dirty after that. It was awful. And I, both of us were like, never again. We left early and never, ever again. So I kind of expected that kind of thing here, and it's not. And you really, you learn so much. When I, I watched uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, and I watched them the whole time, and when I go through and describe what they were doing the entire time, And then they walked out and they issued the statement, we couldn't take it anymore. It is, I mean, I watched it. It was a performance. It's a performance. They
7: don't care. Yeah, you know, uh, Barack Obama and I didn't agree on very much. Uh, and and there were some things that uh, that he said and did that I found deeply offensive and I thought were unconstitutional and, and a danger to our republic. But I still went to the state of the unions. And when he said something positive and true, I stood up and, and acknowledged mm-hmm. that uh, they just can't do it. Uh, they just can't do it.
0: And it's not that it, it was you don't even have to give him credit you could just say america yeah is stronger it's yeah. better the economy is stronger how can you deny the the evidence when when remember barack obama was saying that there are you know because of me x number of jobs have been created or saved yeah and you couldn't count saved yeah. what do you mean yeah. saved yeah this is an actual unemployment number and they're like, well, the president is juicing those numbers. It's the unemployment number,
7: yeah, which is the lowest in my lifetime, right? And the lowest ever for Hispanic community, right. African American, and other, the women and others. But but putting that aside, coming back to this other thing, you have this little girl who they just changed her life by giving her this scholarship. And they sit on their hands and boo. You have the Tuskegee Airman, a hundred years old, that was a amazing. World War II hero, yeah. and they won't even acknowledge him. And the only reason is not because they don't like him; it's because they will not give this president a win on anything. They won't acknowledge that he can do or say anything positive for our they, country.
0: I think they hurt themselves. This impeachment was a huge mistake, critical error on their point, uh, on their part look at what they are uh doing in Iowa they had low voter turnout they don't really have a candidate that anybody is coalescing again uh, uh for they're going to continue to have lower turnout with the president last night this is the first president that is overtly courted Uh, The uh, minority. Everybody else has written them off. Reagan kind of did. He just included everybody. I think he just included everybody as an American. And and um, and he there was no hostility there. Um, You have this president who is who is not ceding the ground that Republicans have ceded since the
7: 1960s and, and he's exactly right to do that he shouldn't concede that ground I mean he can go to the african-american community as he does and he asks them, what have the Democrats done for you in your lifetime yeah and the answer isn't isn't that much yeah and then he can make this argument look what we've done done for you or tried to do for you for all Americans and it's a lot and, and, you know, it turns out the American people aren't as stupid as some people think they are. And they can look at their own lives and say, you know what, I really am better off now than I was three years ago. And I'm more hopeful for my future than I was three years ago. And if they can answer those questions in a positive way, then I think a lot of them would say, why wouldn't I support this president?
0: Um, on a final note, um, you have um, been on this impeachment committee the whole time trying to ring the bell and trying to you know uh, let everybody know what was really going on i appreciate you sitting through all of those you're one of the very few that i've given a um uh an advance to in fact uh here it is uh this is the special tomorrow that i'm doing good chris this is we've worked about uh, two and a half months on this special. And uh, I will tell you that this is worse than we thought. All of this is backed up. We have all of the paperwork. Please look into this. This will shock even the left. I think the left will turn uh, against Barack Obama, mainly. Uh, There is something that was going on that we reveal tomorrow that is um well it's it was one of the worst scandals in my lifetime with another president
7: well well glenn if i could just very quickly thank you for that you have done and a few others but you have done remarkable work on this and this is important work you you, you said thank you for the work we've done on the on impeachment on the intelligence committee i'm more proud of anything the work we did previous to that where we said for three years. Hey, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and some of these directors were corrupt, and they politicized these agencies in a way that destroys our democracy if we would not have known that.
0: So are we... I've only got about 30 seconds. Are you going to pursue it? Are we going to pursue it as a nation and clean this up. Well,
7: I tell you who I have great faith in, and I really miss. Attorney General Barr is very serious about this. He's committed to doing it. He doesn't have a dog in this race, and he doesn't have to make a name for himself. I'm very hopeful.
0: Okay. Chris Stewart from Utah, thank you very much, thank Congressman. You.
1: All right, well, you know, uh, embarrassing conversations can happen from time to time. You don't want to necessarily have them. You want to, uh, you know, let's say you're standing in front of a group of people delivering a speech only to realize that you put your underwear on the outside of your pants. It's happened to all of us, you know, seven, eight, 25 times. It's pretty embarrassing, but not as embarrassing as having to talk to your doctor about ED. We all get that it's kind of an uncomfortable subject, uh, one that most men do not want to talk about at all. Fortunately, there's a solution for that. It's Roman. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is super easy, straightforward, simple, and discre- discreet, uh, so you don't have to deal with any of those conversations. Get started. Uh, go to GetRoman.com back Beck and complete an online visit. AD used to be tough to tackle, but that was before Roman came on the scene. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and then take, just take care of the problem. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash Beck for a few, free visit to get started. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Just uh, got out of the uh, hallway with the congressman, where I passed him the information we have, and he looked at it and said, "How how do you find this stuff?" <laughs> and I said, "Really good research." T- tomorrow is uh, tomorrow is something that I-, I hope you will watch and share with your friends. It must be investigated. This one is constitutional. It goes to the Constitution of the United States. And it's the final
1: million-dollar question on Ukraine. Yeah, really, a billion-dollar question. Yeah, uh, it is. Ukraine, the final piece. It's a special. It goes tomorrow. Uh, if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, you could subscribe with 20 bucks off if you use the code GB20OFF. Tell your friends, watch it
0: on our YouTube, Blaze TV YouTube channel. It's free for everybody. Also, if you're a subscriber, you'll get it. We need your support so we can continue these specials. And also in that special... Uh, A major announcement also about the Glenn Beck television program.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: valentine's tip number one not all rose bouquets are created equal so if you're looking for roses that are guaranteed to impress head to 1-800 flowers.com 1-800 flowers has the biggest and brightest roses for prices you really won't believe right now get the 18 stem enchanted rose medley for $29.99 or double it to the 36 stem enchanted roses for $20 more it's an unbelievable offer only from 1-800 flowers.com the 18 stem enchanted rose medley for $29.99 or again double the roses for $20 More roses from 1 800 Flowers. They are picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Bouquet prices will be going up soon, so take advantage today. Pick your delivery date and let 1 800 Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's, trust the Rose Authority, 1 800 Flowers.com. To order the 18 stem enchanted rose medley for $29.99 or double the roses for $20 more, go to 1 800flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code back. Order today and save at 1 800flowers.com. Code back. So glad that you are uh, with us today. Um, today is a historic day. Today the impeachment uh, happens. They they are going to acquit. Uh, it is just a historic historic week. And last night the president couldn't have done better. I would have worn a MAGA hat last night, leaving that uh, leaving that chamber. Um, And partly because of, I mean, he just masterfully took Marxism apart, I thought. He showed the difference between capitalism and Marxism. Mm -hmm. He supported Venezuela, showed that the Marxists don't really support Venezuela.
1: Uh, and human rights. I mean, it was masterful. It was a well-constructed speech. I mean, a lot of it was accomplishments that were inarguable. And then there were things that were partisan divide-type issues that he presented really well. Like, you could say all you want that you don't like school choice, but when you're looking at this young girl who now has an opportunity to change her life, it's hard to disagree. You did see that they found a way to do it. And we're going to get into that here in just a second. 888 727 Beck is the phone number. Back with more. And the radio begins momentarily.
2: The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Well, hello, America a historic day the president is going to be acquitted of impeachment today last night i think the state of the union was delivered by president trump i don't think i've ever seen a better state of the union i'd have to go back and rewatch some ronald reagan stuff but this was this was game changing this president The one that showed up last night, if he continues to show up for the next 200 plus days, this president will sweep, will sweep because nobody's going to turn up for the lumps on the other side when that president is showing up for work every day for the American people. I was in the chamber. It was a different feel than what I think you felt on television or saw on television. And I expose Elon, Omar, and Rashid Talib, and their absolute lie in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Well, it's hard to believe, but there was a time when explorers coming to this continent thought they were going to find the fountain of youth. Even more bizarre as they thought it was going to be in Florida, which it just doesn't seem exotic enough for that type of thing. Well, the Fountain of Youth, uh, I don't think it exists, but Chamonix has found the next best thing. It's called GenuCell RH. GenuCell RH delivers next-generation retinol anti-aging effects with no redness or irritation. Chamonix has been leading the industry for a while, and they're doing it once again with GenuCell RH because it's taken all those aging signs and giving them the boot. I gave my mom uh, some of the stuff, uh, it was last year. She raves about it all the time you got to try it out. For a limited time, it's free when you order GenuCell jawline treatment. And for results in 12 hours or less, you'll also get the GenuCell immediate effects free with your order. Make this year the year you say goodbye to those pesky signs of aging with GenuCell RH. Give them a call, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order the jawline treatment now. You get the GenuCell RH and GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Call or go online now. 800 577 8709 or com. It's G E N U C E L.com.
0: All right. All right. I want to, uh, I want to go over what I saw last night. It was, it was quite amazing. It was, absolutely amazing what i witnessed uh last night uh you know you you, everybody's talking about nancy pelosi ripping up the papers that was shocking to you because i think and i i did not watch it i was there in the room and so i have a very different take on what that room felt like would you agree i'm a pretty good read of rooms yes definitely Would you agree? I've been in rooms of hatred. Oh, almost every room you walk in is a room of hatred. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have been in a room in Los Angeles with a bunch of lefties, actual communists in the room, literally communists in the room. And I asked this room, raise your hand, please don't be shy. And they weren't. Raise your hand if you think you hate me. Were you
1: there? I wasn't there, but I've okay. heard this story. So, and for not for me. Sources, I mean, multiple yes. sources.
0: Ninety-five percent of that room. There were like seven people there, and I think four of them were like ten members of my staff and family that didn't raise their hand. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody else raised their hand, and uh, and so I I know rooms where you can feel hatred. Last night I experienced something I have never experienced before in my life. I it was it was as You know what? No. I have experienced it before. Were you with me? No, you weren't. I tried to stay away. Obviously. I know. In Israel, I went into the Palestinian section and I was giving a speech in the Palestinian section and we were up like 5 stories up on a roof. And these Palestinian uh, protesters uh, came to the street level. And as I was giving the speech, I was on a rooftop. And as I was giving the speech, Palestinians were down on the ground and they were throwing chairs at the side of the building. They were trying to throw them. I mean, I wanted to look down and go, guys, you're not even close. Uh, (laughs) But uh, they had so much hatred for me and and Jews that they were throwing the chairs from the ground. They were just gathering things, anything they could throw, and they were trying to hit us on the roof. Okay. So I've experienced Incredible. that. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to this. Last night, I walked into a room that was full, half full of people who could not, I shouldn't even say that. I think it was about a th- third of the room maybe 60% of the democrats 100% of the of the radical progressive caucus okay 100% the hatred was so strong in that room i it it almost took my breath away when you saw nancy pelosi rip that up you can say well that was petty that was little you could even say and I honestly do not think that Donald Trump saw her reach her hand out. I saw that moment. I didn't even see the hand. It's close. It's in,
1: when you watch it and pause it, which I've done. Yeah. Uh, frame just, by frame. frame. by frame. It's possible he actually didn't even see her hand.
0: Now, he, he, wasn't, not... he wasn't expecting it. Mike Pence, he didn't shake Mike's hand. Right. You know, and so he wasn't expecting it. And she had, when she grabbed it, she grabbed it with both, both hands, hands. And as he's
1: turning she puts his hand out now he may have seen it in his peripheral vision and i wouldn't be i certainly wouldn't put it past him and he's completely justified to not shake her hand right though i have not seen him take responsibility or deny it i should probably right. check twitter he probably will take after ripping it up yeah he, he probably will take responsibility and she's for it. she's going to blame oh well you know i did you see that the the post the democrats released after this no. it's a place where uh, nancy pelosi is reaching out her hand And the president's turning away. And it's like, we as Democrats, we will always reach our hand across the aisle. And we will always try to work together for the good of the country. This is moments after she ripped up the speech to try to send a message that she'll never respect a word. I mean, she's ripping up the the, the stories of of veterans and children and victims of crime. It's horrible. I mean, it's awful. So she was that move with her ripping it up, if you
0: saw her face and you knew how calculated she was and what that felt like, that was nothing compared to what I felt in that room for this president. This president was masterful in controlling that room last night and making sure they didn't get any air to breathe. He did not stop. Um, when they were, they were jeering him, murmuring, uh, hissing, much worse than last year, I've only been to two of these last year still had a little bit of a light spirit where he would look at, he would look at the left and he'd go, "Come on, you can applaud for that." There was no humor in this at all. He knew what he was facing. He has really grown into this job, and when he was talking about stuff, they would start to jeer, and he wouldn't give that room any oxygen. He just started talking louder. And any time you heard the Republicans really stand up and go, yeah, that was not because necessarily they were so excited about that piece. They were they were sending it back um, to them because they were jeering and booing and just behaving, quite honestly, uh, like a bunch of third graders. And uh, it it was really. Really hostile, really hostile. There were three people that walked out, actually four people that walked out from the floor. One person in the gallery had to be ejected. Uh, I, saw, I saw Congresswomen actually put their head in their hands and then just collapse into their lap uh, like they were completely defeated, which a lesser man much (laughs) lesser man would have would have made him feel good now i don't want to comment on how i felt because i don't want that lesser man to uh Mm. hear this but anyway uh so uh they were they got to a point in the speech to where they were actually yelling at each other Have you ever been in a room full of people where somebody is so offensive or it's so crazy that you look at your friend and you're like, I can't believe that son of a bitch is doing this. And you're yelling back at the same time. Have you ever been in that situation Mm -hmm. where you're so wild with anger that was happening last night on the floor? Nobody saw that the press must turn the cameras to the floor you should have a side by side where you can see the members of congress because you have no idea what the president is going through unless you can see what he is seeing yeah and nancy pelosi was a picnic the ripping up was a picnic compared to this now let me tell you about elon omar and uh and rashid talib rashida, rashida talib right. mm-hmm. They were sitting in the very back row. Um, last year, I told you, I watched those two carefully, and they were really kind of coordinating things. This year, they came and they were not interested. You know what they were? Um, you know those girls that were always too pretty for the assemblies? They were too pretty for you, too pretty for everybody else, too pretty even for the pretty girls. At school, sure, and they were just above it all. Mm-hmm. And if somebody would say something to them, they'd just look at you. Like if you'd go, "Hey, can you guys shut up?" They would just look at you, and they'd be like, hey, "You should have you know that." <laughs> this seems personal to you,
1: but yeah, go ahead. It does seem like it's very specific. <laughs> Not a single pretty girl even would say that to you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so anyway, uh,
5: so
0: uh, uh, that's that's what this was, right? Okay, they were. They were there, but, you know, its you've seen it in movies and mainly in comedies where they're just doing their thing, and you are irrelevant to them. Mm-hmm. That was Rashida Talib and Elon Omar. They were sitting in the back. They were laughing. They were uh, giggling. I mean, I want to show you the notes so I can prove what they said <gasps> last night.
1: Are these contemporaneous notes? These are contemporaneous notes. So they must count as evidence. Right,
0: yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I want you to know that you can't, you will not be able to read them. Let me show you one of them. You won't be able to read them because I had to write this without really even looking between my legs on these pieces of paper. So they're barely, I can barely understand them. Because you're not allowed to write You're not allowed. Oh, no. If you're on the other side. You can write, because you're a member of the press. Okay. If you're down on the floor, you can text, you can record, you can laugh, you could play part cheesy. Oh. But if you're in the gallery, nothing. And they yell at you. They tried to eject me last year for making notes. <laughs> so this year, I got a very small pen and a, a piece of paper from the hotel, and I just was taking notes, and I was trying to hide it. So they're hard to read, but... On page, on page one, this is, this is page one, okay, of mm-hmm. my notes. I wrote... <laughs> they really are messy, too. Yeah, they're really horrible. uh, Tlaib, uh and uh, Elon playing a game, question mark, laughing. Like okay? a game on their phone? Yeah, they weren't. They were, they were just like... I don't know what they were doing, but they were showing each other different things. They would like serve. They might have been like, hey, have you seen this new turban? This is a great turban because she was wearing the, you know, the headdress. Sure, sure. So I don't know what they were doing. They might have been shopping. They might have been laughing. They might have been on, you know, uh, some dating app. I have no idea. Um, (laughs) But well, with Elon, maybe you don't know. She might be looking to date another brother. Oh my gosh, did he say that? Mm-hmm. yeah okay so she's they're, they're <laughs> laughing and the, and I watch them the whole time um, Then on page five, I write open contempt just fun and games for Elon and Rashid mm-hmm. okay Rashida Rashida mm-hmm. um, uh, page six let's see page seven um, Elon. First time she has looked up and paid attention, ICE officer. That's when she's talking to the ICE officer. Really? She looks up. That's that's how deep into this she was before she paid any attention. That's over an hour. This is Elon? Elon.
1: Oh, maybe okay? she was just worried when one was coming in. I know. So it could have
0: been. But that's the first time she looked up and engaged at all. But she kind of looked up like, is he still talking? And what is and then she kind of looked up at the gallery, so she was paying attention to the ice uh, thing. Because
1: she had, I mean, to, to review in case you don't know, she's had uh, many questions about uh, the, marrying her brother, about, about marrying her brother, about how she got here, about whether she was bringing others here, yeah. legally or illegally. Yeah. Yeah. lots of those questions, right? But it's also one of those issues that she claims to care about, right? Okay. Maybe the, maybe the other things weren't hitting her interests. Okay, on page eight, I write.
0: Why is she even here? And what I was thinking was, if you care this little, right? Why did you even come? You didn't even have to come. It's not like she was last year. She was coordinating things. Her and AOC, they were they were really coordinating. Rashida Talib and Elon Omar were sitting in the back. They weren't paying any attention. No one was paying any attention to them. And I really thought on page eight, why are you even here? Mm. Okay. So she was paying attention for ice. Then she went back to fun and games, t- literally talking to each other. Oh my gosh. You know, uh, the, the kind of people like in a movie or anything like an important speech just You'd turn around out. and go, yeah. can you shut up? Mm-hmm. OK, that's the way it was. Then page nine. Uh, I put walk out. Elon Rashid out. I didn't tie it to anything. All right. Couldn't tie it to anything. Well, now that you know what I observed, let me tell you how it was spun by them. Uh, And you tell me what the truth is, what really happened. We'll do that in one minute. You washed ashore last night, sputtering and choking on seawater as you dragged yourself up the shoreline. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi tried to drown you last night. (laughs) So you, Adam Schiff, you just fell asleep there on the shoreline. And it was a bad idea, as your headache this morning suggests. Out in the distance, you see the remains of your sinking ship, USS uh impeachment it's just sinking beneath the waves it's on fire your whole life is on fire and then you reach up and you put your hand on your cheek and you're like oh my gosh did i screw that up and you realize i i need a shave well momentarily you panic but then you put your hands in your pocket there's a razor in one and shave secret in the other no need for all those foams and gels and soaps you have the essential shaving oils you need To ride this out in smooth skin style. Time to learn to fish with a stick because no one's going to hire you. Yeah, you're on shore. You're in Washington. You're at the Potomac. It's not like a deserted island. It's the Potomac. But nobody's going to hire you, so you have to learn now to fish with a stick and make it on your own. But at least you'll be clean shaven so there won't be any beard to hide those weird-ass eyes of yours. I don't know about Adam Schiff, but how about you? If you have weird-ass eyes, or you have ingrown <laughs> hairs, you get razor bumps or rashes.
1: Shave Secret is the thing for you. It's it's really inexpensive. It is, and it lasts for an eternity. Hmm? It lasts for an eternity. It it does. One bottle of this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Shave Secret available regionally at HEB, Wegman Grocery,
0: also at Walmart. They're available online at Amazon or Shavesecret.com. Use the promo code Beck on their website and get a ten percent discount. It's really great. Adam Schiff not included. It's shavesecret.com, promo code Beck. Ten seconds station ID. all right so here's here's what happens so these two finally walk out after me wondering they're not paying attention at all why are they even here well they they published a reason why they walked out and and you tell me democrats rashida talib uh and Elon omar storm out of state of the union address It's all fake. We just had to walk out of that speech, the lies, the bigotry, and the shameless bragging about taking away food stamps that people depend on live. It was beneath the dignity of the office he occupies. Shame, shame on this forever impeached president. That's what they tweeted. Now you tell me they actually cared about the dignity of the office that they actually cared about any of this. I watched them the whole time. They were laughing and talking. They were like high school girls that were too pretty to pay attention to anything else. The rules didn't apply to them. They weren't booing. They weren't doing anything. They weren't reacting because they weren't listening. This is a show. Now, last night, there was real true hatred for this president in the room. Uh and that's gonna hatred will destroy you. It will just destroy you. Yes, reach for it and your journey to the dark side will be complete. Um but that wasn't what was happening with You're Rashida and Elon. Back. All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, NetSuite. If you don't know your numbers You don't know your business. Uh, NetSuite will help you. Can you expand? Can you hire somebody new? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's the revenue pacing against last year? Most companies don't have a clear picture of, of everything that they need. And that's why a lot of businesses fail. Are you confident that you have the right numbers at your fingertips? Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system, and they have a dashboard. I can't tell you how long I asked for this um, when we first started the, the blaze. Can we get a dashboard with all of the numbers? We couldn't. Well, NetSuite, Oracle, comes up with one. So now you can know your numbers. You want to succeed? You want to thrive, not just survive? Schedule your free demo right now and get their free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash Beck. Set up your free demo now, NetSuite.com slash Beck.
1: Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GB20 off. You're going to get 20 bucks off your subscription. All about the special tomorrow night, the last piece in the Ukraine.
0: Last night at the State of the Union, I was in the, uh, the House chamber, which uh, every American, you've, you should ask if you could get a ticket from your congressman or your senator um, and see it at least once. It is really remarkable. It is unlike anything I ever thought it would be like. I, I hate these things. You know me, Stu. Man, to get me to come to
1: Washington oh, yeah. it, like, takes a, an act of God to get me here. And I'm very much on the make the state of the union a letter again campaign. Yeah, me too. I would love me it too. if they just went back to a nice little report. We right. can all get rid of the pomp and circumstance. Right. But it, it, you do learn interesting things about your representatives there. Yeah. And w- when
0: you're in the room, not watching on
1: TV, when
0: you're in the room, you will learn a ton of stuff. Uh, ran into President Trump on the way out. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he, he, I thought he did a,
1: I thought he did an amazing
0: amazing job he's good at these uh, things last night
1: he is good at that level i mean it was a well crafted speech it talked about his uh accomplishments and there's a lot of them particularly with the economy and isis and things of that nature he presented a bunch of issues that were are typically thought of as partisan issues but he presented them in a way that it's almost impossible to disagree i mean you have things like late-term abortion and um, you know, school choice. And there's several in that realm. that He was able to kind of present Soleimani uh, being killed. Did uh, you see uh, the how? dial test? Have you seen the dial test yet? No. Okay, you, so you know what a dial like a test is? Frank Luntz is? Uh, dial test. Yeah, it wasn't
0: Frank, though. But there was a dial mm-hmm. test, and uh, they give it to, you know, Republicans and Democrats, and they're watching the speech live, and it's like a big volume knob, and you turn it up. When if, you like it. When you like it, you turn it down. When you don't. Usually his speeches are polar opposites. Yep. Republicans um, love him. Democrats hate yeah, him. Yeah. Republicans are giving him A's. The re- uh, the Democrats are giving him F's. In critical places, re- uh, Republicans were giving him A's and um, Democrats were giving him C pluses. Which is now, pretty high for... For C plus, there were not a lot of F's last night. So anybody who's telling you this was a divisive speech... It may have been if you're in that room with Nancy Pelosi, but if you're an average American and you're a blue collar person, you're somebody who you're independent. You don't know who you're going to vote for. Remember, the ones who give him an A and an F, they're never going to change their minds. The president needs to change the minds who might give him a C or a B. And that's what this speech was last night. And it was so effective, so effective. On a personal note, um, about an hour before, I got a phone call and said, hey, Rush is going to be in the room with you. And when I say in the room with me, remember, there's a thousand other people in the room. Right, right, right. Um, And they said, he's coming. I I immediately thought, he's going to be recognized. I didn't know that he was coming with the first lady and um, I saw him And one of the first things on my notes that I wrote was rush looks good. Um, Now I saw him from a distance. Um, He, uh, you know, I don't know if it, he didn't
1: seem frail. Did he look frail on TV? No, he looked like he had lost weight since the last time I had seen him, but I didn't, it didn't look like he looked frail. Yeah. Okay. He had the beard. Yeah. Which I had, I hadn't seen him with that. that. Yeah. But he uh, he looked good last night. Um,
0: And uh, when he when he was pointed out, the cynic would say, well, the president and this is what all the press is saying. Well, the president, you know, he needs those Rush Limbaugh, you know, people to be behind him. That's not what happened last night. You were not watching. um, You were watching two friends. I believe Rush Limbaugh and Donald Trump are just two friends that live in a very different world. Um, you know, one lives in his mansion and the other lives in Mar-a-Lago. And they're isolated. They have a lot of attacks all the time. And they, they have a lot in common. And they're friends. And I thought you saw the ultimate act of friendship last night I'm the president you know I want this guy to know how much he's meant to Republicans and to America and when I when I heard that he was getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom which is the highest honor the president can do it's like the Congressional Medal of of honor this is the President Medal of Freedom Um, the the left went crazy which was so who does that? Who does that to a guy who has, you know, uh, late stage lung cancer. Um, And when you have late stage lung cancer, I mean, you can look it up yourself and I have great hope and he has great doctors and he has great hope. But when you look at the odds, it's, it's one of the most vicious cancers because you don't feel anything. And once you do, it's, you're riddled throughout your body with it, and there's not much you can do surgically. Um, And to me, I felt this was a friend saying, hey, I know you're afraid. I know know that there's a chance that you're going to make it, and I know you, and you're a fighter, and I want to give you some hope and optimism and let you know how much you're loved by people. Mm. But it was also a feeling that, my friend, we don't know what tomorrow holds, and I want you to have
1: this now. Yeah. Did you get that feeling at all? Oh, totally. It it, it came off as completely legitimate he was and heartfelt. Russian shock. And was th- that that part of it was interesting because be, you know, as they're getting ready, we're getting ready to start our coverage here, at Blaze TV. We get alerts on our phone that say Rush Limbaugh is going to receive this medal. Um, oh, really? You so got think- I got it. it. Was before the thing started. So when he when they mention that to him and he stands up he he's he looks legitimately shocked that he's getting this well i saw him in the room
0: see in the room you can't have any cell service right that might be so when did they release that it was it was right before the so we're in there we have no cell service so you're locked Mm. in a room where no one in the gallery has a cell phone and or any access to anything electronic if Ah. you're down on the floor yes but if you're up
1: everything is taken from you because we already have at this point, when we're doing the coverage, have the entire speech. We know what we can read we ahead. Don't. We know what's going you on. You have to. You're room,
0: locked you in that room, mm. an, uh, about an hour before mm-hmm. the first family gets in, about 15 minutes early, uh, and then the president's wife is introduced. Um, you know when she first when you know when when she's introduced when this starts, um, but uh, Rush was in early. There's no way he. There's no way he saw that. Hmm. Uh, do we have uh, John Miller on the phone with us? John.
5: Glenn, John, how you there? doing?
0: I'm here. Good. John Miller from the White House brief. I know we pulled you away from a speech that you're giving this morning. Um, were you in the room or were you watching it last night from the Capitol?
4: No, I was. I was. So, you know, they treat media like garbage at the, the events. So what they do is there's the crypts at the Capitol, and they stick all of the journalists in the crypt, and then you get to watch it on these cheap little monitors that they have set up. Um, And so you have all the congressmen and women walking by, uh, and they walk into the chamber, and then we get the the honor of watching it in in this basement crypt area with police making sure we don't do anything crazy.
0: So, John, by the way, remind me, Stu, to talk about the police. I saw stuff yesterday. I don't know what they were prepared for, but it was crazy town. Oh, wow. It was crazy town. Mm-hmm. Um, John, let me ask you a couple of questions. Before I get to what the response was in the room and how you felt in the room, uh, you know, there in the crypt, um, let me ask Have you ever seen a Republican do a better job of reaching out to minorities than this president? And how did that how did this speech play to you as an African-American who's a conservative?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't just, you know, here's my little line to pander to African-Americans. Here's my little, you know, um, one, two, you know, oh, and African-American, too. I mean, the beginning of the speech Essentially, he started with talking about the black unemployment rate. Uh, in a number of his guests were African Americans, and not just African Americans. You know, to be like, look, I have African Americans, uh, you know, supporters, but were actually helping through his policies. I mean, you know, you had the, the the little girl Jania Davis and her mom Stephanie, who were affected by the Pennsylvania governor's um, anti-school choice the veto that he did. You had uh, the Tuskegee Airman and his son. You had all of these people who the president was honoring. And, of course, uh, and I'm sure you've already talked about this today, but the room just did not acknowledge it. They were just silent. And so as an African-American to watch that and to just watch the Democrats completely shun African-Americans, that was something to watch, and that kind of sent chills down my spine. But
0: the president so, John, reaching out if, to African-Americans if, it, 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 if, if Pete Buttigieg it turns out to be— a contender or the nominee um, if that's the guy um, a lot of people tell me that african americans they won't care they'll just go with it anyway other people say you know that that is one line they just won't cross or they haven't crossed yet Um, if you have donald trump who is performing this way and reaching out this way and pete Buttigieg on the other side what happens to the african-american lock vote
4: i think you're going to start to see some really interesting things happen because uh there's already some polls out there that are showing african-americans where i don't know if i trust these polls but it's showing it near 40 for african-american support for donald trump which seems incredibly high to me but it tells you that there's something happening where he's he, he he is gaining traction with African-Americans and I I specifically think with African-American males because they are the ones whose jobs are being taken and they are the ones who are being affected by things that Donald Trump advocates, such as clamping down on illegal immigration. And I think, um, like you said, with the Pete Buttigieg thing, uh, you know, he has zero percent. I always get put in that awkward situation. uh, You know, John, why does Pete Buttigieg have zero percent with the African-Americans? And I'm always like, uh, can I say it? because uh you know as an African American and grew up in an African American household, every african American knows the reason why, and uh in today's day and age, you're not allowed to exactly mm. say but that's uh, you know- uh, the black households are households that you know are are very faith based and you know we grew up in the church and we grew up um and and the um and his sexuality is something that I don't know uh if if blacks are ready for that, that's something that blacks are very conservative on. And I know you're not allowed mm. to say that. And I know that's not something that, you know, is PC, but he has almost zero percent. And, you and it's even more offensive because he lines up black people behind him. I don't know if you saw his Iowa, um, quote unquote, oh. victory speech, but he he literally oh. he had. Four black women behind him, which are the you know he found them somewhere, and they're the four black pe- women that support him. But he has no support, and there's a reason <laughs> for it, and and the reason why is is, is obvious to most blacks, and, and you just can't say
1: it. It's, it's tr- Um it's interesting because, I mean, the PC world will tell you uh, that you can't say it, but w- where it is being said is by black voters to pollsters right. who I are know. telling them Correct. that they are uncomfortable with yeah. a president uh, who would be, who may be gay. John, let me let
0: me switch topics here real quick. I've got about forty five seconds before I have to take a break. Tell yeah. me um, what your impression was there in the press room in the basement of the Capitol. Yeah. What? How were they reacting?
4: Since you were talking about Rush before we got on, Glenn, let me just tell you that they literally scoffed. I was so disgusted by their reaction to Rush. When Rush, uh, his facial reaction when he realized he was getting the the medal from the president, they literally said, oh, he's so fake. Oh, this is disgusting. They literally scoffed. And just to say that to a man with lung cancer, um, you know, who might be in his last, you know, who knows what. Uh, it, it just shows their disrespect and and the kind of people they are. And I really have a hard time respecting people who would do that to a man who is as ill as Rush is. John, thank you so
0: much. Great to talk to Thanks, you. Glenn. Keep up your coverage. You can see John uh, with the White House brief on Blaze TV. Uh, he's, a, um, he's just a great guy, just really, really good, very, very smart, you know, top of his class in uh, Columbia, even though he was a – even though he was a closeted conservative mm, the yeah. whole time the whole time they didn't know they didn't know they're that smart <laughs> back in just a second you know it's really embarrassing standing in front of a group of people and delivering a speech only to realize that you put your underwear on the outside of your pants i mean that's really that's really bad mm, um, i know it is really uh, bad. And Stu has been doing this for a while.
1: I keep doing it, and you. you know what? I'm starting to get used to
0: it. You know what's, you know what's even more embarrassing than that? Uh, when they reject your credit uh, card or you can't get something because uh, you've got bad credit. Well, you know. well, maybe not as. Well, pretty clear. Anyway, <laughs> um, right now, you've got to get out of the high interest rates. If you have a credit card, you're, you're paying double. Uh, uh, double digit interest rates right now and more than double than what you really should be paying because loans are so cheap right now. I want you to talk about refi, Uh, refiing your loan, even if you got a loan in 2018 for your house, or if you have these, these high credit cards, Refi and consolidate that loan with American financing. They have you covered coast to coast. It'll take you a 10-minute phone call to see if they can help you. They'll be able to tell you exactly how much money they're going to be able to save you. And some people are saving $1,000 or more every single month. How much would that help? It's AmericanFinancing.net right now. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 1-82334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Nancy. Hello, America, and uh, welcome. Last night, I was very popular. I was handing out the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.
1: <laughs> Were you really?
0: Oh, yeah. No,
1: they loved it. They loved it. Has Nancy Pelosi designed a strategy to maximize the amount of these pens that are sold? Because she is constantly getting, showing everyone that she sucks more and more every single day. these
0: are, I pulled one out to one congressman. I said, hey, you know the pens that Nancy Pelosi was handing out? And I pulled it out because it looks just like it. And he went, how did you get that? And I said, "No, no, no, look at the signature. It says Nancy Pelosi sucks. And he said, oh, Dear God, I want one. <laughs> and I said, I happen to have pockets full of them. <laughs> Handing them out like cigars yesterday. Very popular. You can get one right now just by going to NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. They're $19.40, you know, priced for the year of her birth. NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, New Year deserves a new pair of DeCovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up, any room they're in and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean you shouldn't kick down any doors but it's good to know that you probably could tecovis they haven't forgotten about middle America instead they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price plus free shipping and exchanges makes it simple so find your pair at Tecovas.com slash Beck that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck Tecovis western goods for new frontiers we have our continued coverage of uh, the State of the Union address Um, also, um, we are going to be covering the, um, impeachment verdict, uh, tonight. You don't want to miss that. Tonight at five o'clock, I have a special, uh, is tonight the preview show? Are we doing the preview show tonight or is that tomorrow? Um, we have a preview of the special that is airing tomorrow. I have let, um, a few people in, in Washington, um, that are in the Intel, Uh, realm, if you will, I've given them an advanced embargoed copy of the script, Uh, I just gave one to Representative Chris Stewart, who's on the uh, Intelligence Committee, and he looked at the stuff and said, how did you get this information? It's, I think it's a little easier when you're not working through the federal government and when you're going to foreign countries, and we have a buttoned up case that will show a massive unconstitutional act um, that is still underway and exactly. is currently being covered up by the impeachment hearing. And you need to know about it. It must be exposed. It's free tomorrow on YouTube. Just go to the Blaze YouTube channel or if you're a subscriber to the Blaze, it'll be there tomorrow night 8 p.m. So I know what you're thinking, Glenn, what is Bette Midler saying about the speech last night? You know, (laughs) I've, I've, I've got it. I've got it. Where does he get his stats from? He lies so much. He, 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 should we even believe him tonight? He threw people off food stamps. He didn't lift people off welfare. You're saying to yourself, yeah, Glenn, but what about Rob Reiner? The only one I only one, have one thing to say about Rush Limbaugh getting a presidential medal of freedom at the State of the Union. I loathe this effing man. Yeah, yeah, Glenn. But what about John Kuzak? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what John Kuzak said. Nor do I care about any of these. Nor do you. The left is in full fledged hate tonight. The impeachment, four p.m. Eastern. The impeachment trial will officially be over. They're going to take a vote this afternoon. He will be uh, acquitted of this. And most of America will move on with their lives. Coverage on that. And what would it be like to speak out against your president or a candidate and then have the federal government come down and do an investigation on you because of your opinion? I'll introduce you to the man that that's happening to right now in one minute.
2: This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: George is a listener of ours. He lives in Ohio, and he's an architect, and he still likes to draw everything with a pencil. Not only that, but he likes to get out there and work with his hands, and he turns his ideas into reality. I mean, he is, he is there, and he's been working on an old farmhouse. And he realized the pain that he had been dealing with for years had finally got to the point point to where he thought, I I can't do the physical part of this much longer. He's not one of these guys who likes to take drugs for pain, so he was in a real bind. Well, he's listening to the program, and he discovered Relief Factor, drug-free. He took it. George is back out now building the things he sees in his mind, and he has Relief Factor to thank. Relief Factor, it reduces the inflammation that is a major source for most of our pain, and it works for 70% of those who take it. I take it every single day, and it has literally changed my life. For only $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. That's small risk for potential of a lifetime with less pain. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. There's a guy that you may or may not know because he's Canadian. Uh, he has been uh, on the conservative front of Canadian politics for a very long time. Uh, he is uh, really, um, in many ways, the guy who is—he's uh, kind of the Rupert Murdoch of uh, of Canadian conservatives. He is tried uh, for a long time to make sure that conservative voices were heard in Canada, and it's harder than it is uh, here in America. Uh, Ezra Levant is, is with us now, and and you have written a book that came out during the election of Justin Trudeau, and you're now being investigated by the government.
6: Yeah, I'd I'd love to tell you a story about this, and I'd like your American listeners to... Uh, Think of an alternative history if, say, Hillary Clinton had won in 2016. What might be different now? Because when I talk about Canada, it's like you have a dystopian time machine. What could things be like if you go off course? Yeah. yeah. Or if you make the wrong choice. So in the last Canadian election in October, I wrote a book. I published a book about Justin Trudeau. I called it the Libranos, a takeoff mm-hmm. of the Sopranos. It's not that funny, but you know, mm. the book did well. Went to number two on the Canadian bestseller list. It was very critical of Trudeau. There were 24 books about Justin Trudeau in that last election cycle. Some most liked him. Mine was critical. Over Christmas, I got a registered letter from our version of the FEC. It's called Elections Canada saying I was being investigated for illegal campaign activity and would I present myself for an interrogation. So I went to Ottawa to the high security headquarters of our FEC, where two 30-year veterans of the Mounties, who are now federal investigators for Elections Canada, grilled me for an hour in a small closed room about my book. now, I kn- this
0: is after the election. Yeah.
6: So the election was over. Trudeau mm-hmm. was reelected. He has a minority government, but but he's still in power. And he's really moving forward on different kinds of censorship. Um, in fact, just last week, uh, his one of his cabinet ministers proposed registering and licensing news websites. So um, we're probably the first wow. in line because we're that'll I, happen here.
0: Well, I talked to Ted Koppel. He wants that to happen. Uh,
6: well, a lot, I mean, of, a lot of the incumbent media mm-hmm, want that to mm-hmm. rule out the insurgent media. Yes, the legacy yes. media is a way of protecting them. Mm-hmm. So I, I have been investigated before. About a dozen years ago, I was interrogated because I republished the Danish cartoons of Mohammed. Mm-hmm. And then it was a human rights commission that prosecuted me. So I, I knew what was coming. So I recorded my interrogation and didn't let the cops know about it. They actually, when I came in the room, they said, no video recording of this for security reasons. I thought, well, I'm going to ignore that advice. I recorded the whole thing, and I did so. I I don't normally do that. In fact, I've never done that with a secret recording before. Mm -hmm. But I thought, no one will believe me if I just tell them what happens. For example, the first, and, and I sent your producer some clips. The first thing I said when I got in the room was, You've summoned me here to Ottawa. Can I see the complaint against me? Can I know who complained against me? I haven't seen it yet. And if, I don't know if you have the time, but it's about a one-minute clip. We
0: do. If you have that, can we play these? Are these in order? Uh, is this the first clip? Uh... I, th-
6: I think so. It's, it's the one where I say, hey, guys, um, can you show me the complaint? And their answer is shocking. It's right out of the star chamber.
0: Let's see if this is it. Go ahead. Can I see the complaint
6: against me?
8: The letter that you received
6: no i presume that you're investigating the based on a complaint yeah well
8: oh, this is still part of the investigation so we'll have to uh, once the investigation's been uh, completed um, the commission will have to make a decision and at that point you'll have to decide if, if that is releasable or not it's not so something that's usually is released no
6: so it's a secret
8: complaint it's not a secret complaint it's just a complaint that's part of the investigation and to to, to keep the integrity of the investigation right now uh, you'll understand that we can't share everything that we have well oh, do I don't work. want
6: everything that you had I just if I'm here to meet a complaint but you won't show me the complaint how can I possibly meet the complaint how can I possibly respond to something that you won't show me
8: well though I think the letter was quite clear on, on what we're what the infraction is is alleged and uh, this is where we want to clarify with you.
6: Well, did you generate the complaint, or was it from an outside
8: party? No, we didn't generate the complaint. The okay, so did someone did not generate the complaint.
6: So someone external to your office generated the complaint.
8: That is usually the case. Is it's, that the case in this case? Yeah. Yeah, we did not generate the complaint.
6: Okay. Was it the Liberal Party that generated the we can't complaint? We not go into that, sir. So you won't tell me who the complaint is. The complainant is, is that's a secret. Yeah. No,
8: no, not at this point.
6: So at what point do you tell me who this is? The commissioner
8: is the ultimate uh, responsible person for uh, for the investigation and, and how this uh, is so, decided. So. so how
6: do I know what, I've, what conduct has been complained about if you won't tell me?
0: This is, the, you don't have a right
6: to face your accuser? I don't even know if there is a complaint. Um, and I don't know if they're asking me questions to as misdirection um, later on I mean we were there for 55 minutes and I recorded the whole thing they were doing their best not to tell me anything but I was asking as many questions as I was answering and one of them finally said he had been watching my shows my, my videos uh-huh. and in one of them I said of course I published my book during the election that's when people want to know about an election you don't publish a book after the election uh-huh. there's going to be a thousand books about Donald Trump uh-huh. this year yeah you would publish them before, not after. Right. And he, he, he there's a, uh, a clip you have there where he says, um, I, I think it's number... Um, Here, yeah, the investigators... The timing, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: question, this is clip four, please. Investigators right. question Ezra on his release of the Trudeau book during an election... They cycle. said it.
6: that's what made it an election crime, is that I wrote about the election during the election it's a, it's unbelievable he says it watch so when you when you came to your decision you're going to author a book release a book
5: in time for the election and i don't have your own words but online you when you received a letter from uh, madame Gigou, you did a a blurb online that i watched and you speak about of course that it was released in time for the election which if if that's your position today that wouldn't allow you to have the exemption for for advertising for a book. So that's why we wanted to clarify that with you. Perhaps you were misspoken when you spoke online. or So we're here to try to clarify.
0: What the hell does that even mean? What exemption? What are you talking about?
6: There's The, the law, as written, says books and the promotion of books are exempt from uh, prosecution. And so I... When I first got this threat letter over Christmas, I did a video saying this is ridiculous. Books are specifically exempt. This has got to be a mistake. They haul me in anyways. And he he had watched my video and he said, oh, it, you admitted that the book was timed for the election. Of course it was. Of, co- of
0: course it was. I mean, John Bolton's book is worth something to Simon & Schuster because it was they
6: could leak it at the time I mean, of the impeachment. Of course. That's not meddling in the election. That's participating that's, in the election. Right. And, there, you know, I was not aware of the fact that 24 other books were published about Trudeau. Mine is the only one being investigated. Let me play that clip. Sure.
0: That's uh, clip three.
6: Have you investigated any of the other authors who published books about Trudeau at the exact same time as me? Have you invested John, I, investigated John Iverson's book or Aaron Wary's book? There's over 24 books that were published around that period. You haven't answered my question. Have you investigated John Iverson or Aaron Wary's books? I haven't. Have you? I haven't. Yeah. Is anyone in your office investigating any other books about Justin Trudeau or just the book that's critical of him? They're getting angry
0: at you and they're dismissing.
6: There's one more clip, and I know I'm showing a lot, but it was it's sort of incredible to believe. These are 30-year Mounties. Actually, they both worked organized. One worked organized crime. They both worked terrorism cases. Now they're federal investigators. They've got five men on my case, and and one of them said, "Did you consider registering the book with the government?" And let me just say, I'm registering. I, the book. I under Soviet domination in Romania, which was an Eastern Bloc country, if you had a typewriter, you had to register your typewriter with mm. police and you had to type out a sample because each typewriter in Mm -hmm, the olden mm -hmm. days was slightly different. They would keep a sample so if they ever found some samizdat, some freedom type, they could compare it to all the registered typewriters and know who the troublemaker was. They registered typewriters in Romania under Soviet domination. And this cop says, did you consider registering your book with the government? Clip five.
5: The knowledge that you would have or not have of of the election Canada Elections Act. When you are planning the book, and you the the, the new third party rules, because I believe there's some comments on your stuff as well about that, did you give any consideration of saying, maybe I should register as a third party for this circumstance, or maybe I shouldn't um, because of my interpretation of what I'm going to do? Or did you um, not make that determination?
6: And Tim, does. I appreciate the question. Yeah, I absolutely did think about that at great length.
5: Do you want to share any of those
6: thoughts? Well, sure, some of them. I mean, I thought the day I register with the government to write a book is the day we no longer are the true north strong and free. And if Elections Canada's commissioners are stupid enough to prosecute me for writing, publishing, and promoting a book about an election during an election, then that's an important fight to have. Because we need to roll back these pencil-neck bureaucrats and their blackface boss, and we need to remind them that we're still a free country. So I thought about it long and hard, Tim. I was a little bit lippy there. I was doing my best not to swear. I was so frustrated, yeah, and these guys, I, I felt like they were trying to get me to confess and do a plea bargain, and I, I was blunt. I said, no, I think you need to be told by a judge that what you're doing is wrong. Now, I hope that the judge, because we do have in our Constitution some protections for free speech, but you wouldn't know it because these guys have five men on the case of my book, and I should tell you, my book only hit number two on the bestseller list during the election. Since I released this interrogation tape, my book hit number one. Mm. So that's the irony about censorship in this day and age. That sometimes... You
0: want to read the things that people don't want you to read.
6: And why is it that Trudeau is so mad about a little book by an independent author that he wants to ban it and he 6-5 cops on it? Like, what is it? And in Canada, we have our state broadcaster, the CBC, the Canadian mm. Broadcasting mm. Corporation. It is larger than all private sector news media combined. So it's so dominant. Trudeau already has that. And then he did a massive newspaper bailout where almost every newspaper in Canada now gets payments from the government. So the number of purely independent media in Canada, it's less than 10%. It's probably, by readership, it's probably 5%. But that last 5% is so irritating to him, he wants to snuff it out. I believe that in a short order, there will only be two kinds of journalists in Canada. Those who work for Justin Trudeau in some way or those who are being prosecuted by Justin Trudeau in some way it's coming our way I think so I think I really
0: If we don't turn around I think the EU what happened with Brexit is a big crack in the in the new wall yeah. uh, and I think there is a chance that this stuff is turned around but if we don't turn these governments around and they don't start respecting the rights of free people they're going to continue to power grab and power grab and power grab and we will all be silenced.
6: You and I spoke on the radio once about Tommy Robinson, uh, a dissident journalist who was put in solitary confinement for 66 days because of his reporting about a rape gang. That's worse than Canada and Canada's worse than America. So this is your early warning. The UK is terrible. Canada is not as bad but it's dangerous. My friends, it's easier to fight in the first ditch than in the last ditch. And it, was, it is so much harder to regain a freedom than to keep it. And I just hope that... I mean, you're, you're one of the guys that they would want to censor. Oh, yeah. Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> yeah, no. the, the rage against Rush oh, Limbaugh is because he probable. didn't toe the line.
0: Yeah. All right, back in just a second with just a little bit more. Um, 1-800-Flowers is our sponsor this half hour. If you may, I, read, I, I wrote a little Valentine's poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. Only one of these should matter to you because if you get her violets, you've made a mistake. Your kidney, she'll punch in your arm. She will break your arm. She will run through a big old wood chipper. She'll cut off your toes with a rusty tin snipper. So you, Interesting. That's yeah. a good, mm-hmm. I, well, I, that's a Valentine's day gift to you. If you forget about Valentine's day, I don't care what they say. Oh, I don't know. Valentine's day. Don't listen to that. It's a trap. 1-800-Flowers has the biggest and brightest roses for prices you won't believe. Right now, when you order early, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99, or you can double it to the 36-stem Bouquet for $20 more. It offered, This offer ends today. The bouquet prices are already starting to go up in anticipation for Valentine's Day next week, so get on it right now. 1-800-Flowers, picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So um, I just have to say this out loud. Um, Ezra Levant is, um, he's the founder of the Rebel Media website up in Canada. He is the host of the Ezra Levant um, podcast. Uh, He has been outspoken for a very long time. Usually, usually, I mean, first of all, every time I see him, he introduces himself. He's really, really humble and quiet. But usually if someone gives to somebody else's charity, especially in a large way, they make a big deal out of it. I didn't know that you have been donating, your, your company, your team, and your listeners have been donating to the Nazarene Fund now for a long time, $5,000 a month commitment. Why? What? I mean, I, I'm so appreciative. I didn't know that you were doing this. Can we turn this thing up? There we go.
6: Um, credit to our, our donors and our viewers. I went to Iraq just over two years ago yeah. uh, with a small team, and we saw the genocide against Christians. It's really yeah. ethnic cleansing, and it's being ignored by all the powers of the world. Yeah. Even, I regret to say, I think even the church has ignored yeah. it. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. some great exceptions. Yes. Uh, yes. Like Samaritan's Purse is a notable exception. Yes. And so we did some videos about this, but I thought, well, let's help. So let's raise some money for these these Christians. I'm Jewish myself, and I saw so many analogies with the Holocaust, the desecration of the Christian cemeteries, um, the marking of the door. In Germany it was the yellow star. In Iraq it was the Nun, yeah. the Nazarene mm-hmm. symbol. Uh, and also the fact that the West ignored it. Yeah. So I, it really uh, was a lot of... Um, Echoes of the Holocaust.
0: You know, I want to just continue this conversation. I have to break for just a real quick network break, but let me let me just spend just a couple more minutes when we come back sure. on this with you because um, it's important uh, of what you're saying, and um, I have some evidence and history on why it's important. Back in just a second.
6: Sorry, I was too long-winded on that.
2: Is the Glenn
6: Beck program. All right,
0: let me tell you about Simply Safe. There are a few things that are just a little confusing. It's 2020 now. Home security has never been more technologically advanced nor widely available as it is today. Yet, three out of five homes don't have any kind of home security except for door locks. That's crazy. Burglaries happen every 20 seconds in this country. People think, I think, that it's going to be expensive, complicated, it's a hassle. Somebody's coming in your house, they're wiring everything. It's not like that anymore. Simply Safe has changed the game. State-of-the-art system, 24 hour round around-the-clock monitor. You set up, I mean, they'll do it for you if you want, but you can set it up. It's really easy. No salespeople coming to your door. You own the system. And if you want to have that peace of mind of 24-7 monitoring, it's 50 cents a day. It's $15 a month. So you're in control of all of it. It's simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, get your system, and they'll give you a free security camera. Normally it's a hundred bucks. You get it for free. It'll help you capture crucial evidence that will help the police get there 350 times faster. Simplysafebeck.com. Ezra Levant is with us. He's the founder of uh, RebelMedia.com, uh, and he is currently in a battle for freedom of speech in Canada. It's a pretty amazing case uh, where he wrote a book about uh, Justin Trudeau that was not flattering to Justin Trudeau, and he released released it, became number two in on the um, on the national book sales, uh, and that was during an election. And now Trudeau is having the their version of the FEC come in and investigate them uh, because they shouldn't have done that during an election. Well, when else is anyone going to read a book about the election? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of that. Um, and I'm really afraid that freedom of speech is really, truly on the ropes. Um, and it's it's on the ropes. There, there's Look, there's two ways to go. And I think, you know, I had dinner with Nigel Farage the other day who has pulled off a miracle. Yeah. He really has. Um, uh, one of the congressmen I was talking to f- a couple of days ago, we were talking about Brexit, and he said, you know, I remember when Nigel came in to the Congress, and he was talking to us about this Brexit thing, and he said, I kind of thought, oh, that's a cute little idea. Never going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. but uh, a cute little idea. And this is a freedom guy. Um, but Americans don't really understand the, the vice that the BBC or in your case the CBC and the government has on opinion. You mm. don't have talk shows like this. You don't you don't you're not allowed to. Yeah. And for that to happen shows the people are done. Yeah. And I don't know if the Canadian people are are there uh and are done. And I know you're fighting by yourself. If if you happen to be somebody who believes in freedom of speech and you understand that this is falling all around america and if it falls all around america it, it has a better chance of falling here we've got to push back um i want you to go to a website save saverebelnews.com save dot the the canadian government is trying to bleed uh these guys to death in money and governments can do that and they keep hassling them and hassling them and hassling them and and driving up court costs I think in hopes to put you out of
6: business. I I think so, the process is the punishment. Even if we win at the end of the day, it took all our time and money. But you know, Nigel is an inspiration. Mm -hmm. Everyone was against him, except the people, Yes, the media, the the political class. It was, he really, and it was a close fought affair. It was a premonition Mm -hmm. of the Trump uh, earthquake. We haven't had that moment in Canada yet, I hope we do. I see stirrings in Italy, in, in other parts it's of Europe. It's starting to happen. Hungary, and I hope so. Get rid of this global homogenization, yeah. including in the tech sector. That That's my real worry for the long term is that censorship will happen from Facebook, Google, YouTube, to. Twitter. Not even it already is. Like in the future, I won't be called into a small room to be interrogated. No. It'll just be done, and I won't even know who did it and why. Right. And you will, when they wouldn't
0: let you face your accuser. Yeah, uh, they don't. Facebook doesn't tell you what you did wrong. Yeah. They don't. They just turn it. Yeah, and they will do. They're already doing that yeah. it, anyway. If you want to help out on this, SaveRebelNews.com, dot com, um, and uh, please just read up about it. And if you have um, have the will to do it, uh, he needs your help. With that being said, Mm -hmm. let me go back to your help on the Nazarene Fund, which I find amazing. You have used your platform to do good and raise money every month, and you're sending the Nazarene Fund $5,000 every month, which I've known you for how long have we known each other?
6: Well, I I come, I, I meet you once, and then I go yeah, away I for months. And yeah. I meet you once, and I've enjoyed it but for I, years.
0: I, you introduce yourself every time, and I think I say every time, <laughs> I know who you are. Well, you uh, meet so many people. I know. And uh, and I found out, somebody said to me, last time we met, somebody said, do you realize what he's doing for the Nazarene Fund? I said,
6: no idea. You never said a word about it. Well, because it's not me. It's our viewers. No, so I know. We crowd but, I, I mentioned we went to Iraq, and we saw this terrible situation. Yeah. And so we raised some money, but it, it's a very low trust society. That's a I very know. friendly way of saying a corrupt place. Yes, yes. And the first three people we went to, we wanted to give it to a pharmacy, we wanted to give it to a charity. I could feel that it was going to be purloined, stolen. Uh-huh. In fact, we delivered some food on our first trip there, and we were charged quadruple the price yeah. in the market. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's ripping you off. And I had, re- I mean, in the end I found the Nazarene Fund and I did my due diligence, I read your uh, IRS filings, yeah. I read as much as I could yeah. and at the end of the day it was I was going overseas to find a place to trust, it was actually here in North America that yeah. I found the one charity I trust not to waste Thank the money, you. not to pocket the money and so we just baby steps started giving, started yeah. giving and I wanted to keep it low key and then we sent Good one day. of our reporters, over there in November, just to see with her own eyes, what are you guys doing on the ground? And she put together a bunch of videos. Oh, I don't think I've
0: even seen these.
6: Well, uh, we, we have them up on our website, okay. uh, rebelnews.com. Okay. In fact, we just them. strung them all together. Okay. About 45 minutes worth of video. Wow. Just one of our reporters on her own with a selfie stick and a cell yeah, phone yeah. spent uh, two or three days with your guys. Uh-huh. Watching the families being taken in. It's amazing. And so we met at our Christmas drive. Our reporter went there in November, and in December we said to our viewers, hey, let's chip in, let's make this our Christmas drive. And so I have here a check um, oh from our gosh. viewers. Uh, now, it's in Canadian mini bucks, so it's, uh, it's slightly <laughs> So it's about
0: a third of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad.
6: But I'm uh, delighted to give you a check for $30,907 Holy from cow. viewers Thank of Rebel you. News. Our reporter, Sheila gunn went there. Check you guys out. I'll be honest. I said, check them out. Make sure they're doing oh, yeah. what they say they're doing.
0: Yeah. We want you to.
6: And Sheila, I said, be skeptical because, you know, we're giving yeah, some dough. Yeah, Sheila came back and she said, these are the best guys doing work in extremely difficult yeah. circumstances. And I thought, well, i mean, well, in. thank you. So we, there's almost 31 grand there and we'll continue our monthly support. And uh, it's because we trust you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Let me just say this. Simon Wies, uh, Wiesenthal Center came to me um, uh, about five years ago. He said, could you please stop talking about the coming persecution of the Jews? And I said, w- what? Hmm. And uh, he said, for this reason, I have to convince Jews to help the Christians because, mark my words, they're coming for you first mm. this time. They'll get to us. Hmm. But I've got to get the Jews to pay attention to the beginning, and this time they're coming for you first. Uh, And it was shortly after that that we we saw the beginning of ISIS. And so you, as a a Jew, standing up for the Christians
6: is just so great. Well, thank you. Most of our viewers are are, are Christian. But I know, I'm, but,
0: but but you thank you. But you
6: care. Well, I mean, I, I've been to the Holocaust Memorial in Israel, mm-hmm. and there's a concept called the righteous Gentile, yes. someone like Oscar Schindler, uh-huh. who at great personal risk would save Jews for yeah. no other reason than it's right. He did, right. he wasn't a Jew himself, and I thought, surely it's time for all of us to be righteous. righteous. It, Towards and these are the most ancient Christians in the world. They still pray in Aramaic. That's the mm-hmm. language Jesus prayed in, mm-hmm. and and it sounds very much like Hebrew. I went to Hebrew school, mm-hmm. so I could understand. I thought, oh my God, look at this! You could see, you mm. know, what Pope John Paul called our the Jews are our older brothers. And I thought, oh, look yeah. at that! They're praying in a language so close to Hebrew, and they've been there for fourteen hundred years in some of these towns, and then like the Holocaust would wipe out an entire Jewish town and just make it a rumor. Gone, yeah that's how it is in the Nineveh Plains yes and I'm of the belief that the only safe future for many of these people is to leave and that's so hard to say yes, but th- they don't have enough of contiguous territory to be protected right it's a little village here and a little town there it's not like Israel that at least has borders that they can but it's defend. so
0: amazing how they won't because they're like we can't leave there this. it's the it, roots this, are in the land. It's their right. land. And, and it's their, they're the ones protecting this holy site that the yeah. apostles were on. Yeah. And they're like, we can't leave it. They'll destroy everything.
6: And part of me says stay and fight. But another part of me looks around and yeah, no. ISIS is gone. There's a new militia called Hashtal Shabi. It's yeah. an Iranian. Ba- and it's never ending. No. I truly believe that the Nazarene Fund has the right balance. And part of that is getting them out out of there yeah, no. just to live on. Well so,
0: Canada's Canada's not really been a part of that. You'll take in every you'll take in everybody from everywhere, but Trudeau put a limit on Christians, didn't he?
6: Yeah, the previous Prime Minister Stephen Harper had a special track for Christian refugees of persecution. It was amazing. Trudeau, one of his first acts was to stop that. Why would you stop that? I mean we want the lambs, not the wolves. Trudeau will bring in the wolves from these places, uh, some of the largest sources of immigration to Canada are uh, Muslim countries, and that's that fine. can be fine. But can we please sort the wolves from the lambs? It would be as if in the 30s and 40s, the West was taking Germans but didn't sort the Nazis from the Jews. Yes. Can we take the lambs, please? Yes. I'm happy to take the lambs from Iraq and Iran and Egypt where they're right. being persecuted. And, right. and China, the persecuting Christians, can we sort? And China is persecuting Muslims. Yeah, the Uyghurs. Yeah. And it's incredible. I wish... Uh, I mean, I I love Samaritan's Purse, and I love the Nazarene Fund, and we're proud to be supporters. And Thank thanks you for so letting much. me uh, you bet.
0: hang Thank out you. with you today. Good to see you. Thank right you so on. much. You too. If you'd like to help their cause on freedom of speech up in uh, Canada, this is the moment. If you watched last night, there was a ti- there was a title change. I thought um, this week is a historic week with the impeachment. Uh, with the humiliation of that impeachment and not towards the president, but the humiliating uh, just decimation of this case uh, and the president's speech last night, the the economy, things that are looking up. There's there's a historic sea change going on and it's happening around the world. But we have to help each other. We have to link arms because uh, not all countries are free to say the things that we are. You can uh, help um, Ezra and his uh, his organization by going to saverebelnews.com. That's saverebelnews.com. Back in a minute. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great to see you. out here. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. All right. Um, our sponsor, Sarah, who's our sponsor? Oh, it's Gold Goldline. Line. Let me tell you about uh, Gold Line right now and what's happening with gold. I want you to call Goldline, one eight six six Gold Line one eight six six Gold Line. Call them right now. Just get some information. They're going to give you a free silver coin, and that's what I'm supposed to talk about. And it's a great silver coin. It's ninety nine percent pure, and it's War of eighteen twelve. Blah 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 blah. It's great. Let me tell you why you should. <laughs> this dude's looking at me. <laughs> no. like. I know they're paying for this, but this is—I think this is much more important. With what's happening with the coronavirus, you know, they're not going to start making Apple products until again. I think the first of March, uh, somewhere between the first of March and the fifteenth of March. If you get into April, you're going to start really impacting things like Apple. They won't have products. Imagine going into an Apple store and they don't have any of the products. Mm. Um, The coronavirus is affecting the economy overseas, and if it spreads here, uh, it's going to really deeply affect us. The whole world can change on this virus. So it's really important not to panic because I don't know what's going to happen, but at least be prepared and spread out your risk. Gold is going through the roof lately because of the coronavirus. Please just do your own homework. Don't panic. Don't make stupid moves. Do your own homework. Call 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: I have to tell you that I thought Donald Trump's speech last night was Reagan-esque. And that is the highest compliment I can pay any president and speech. It was Reagan-esque. I don't know if everybody watched it, but you should watch it on YouTube. If you didn't see it, it will make you feel good. I haven't it I, I wrote down in my notes, this is Reagan. This is the way it felt. During Reagan, when you started believing again. And it was this speech last night that gave us that moment of believing again. And listen and tell me this isn't Ronald Reagan. This is how he ended it. As the world bears witness tonight, America is a land of heroes. This is the place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt of great many generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Truman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many others. This is the country where children learned the names like Wyatt Earp and Davy Crockett and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas patriots made their last stand at the Alamo which actually got some grumbling from the left. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, the strongest, the fiercest, the most determined men and women to ever walk the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown. They tamed the wilderness. They settled the Wild West. They lifted millions from poverty and disease and hunger. They vanquished tyranny and fascism. They ushered the world into new heights of science and medicine. We laid down the railroads. We we dug out the canals. We raised up the skyscrapers. And our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all human history. And here we are together, making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are the pioneers. We're the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world. And we changed history forever by just simply embracing the internal truth that everyone is made equal, equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where this can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here on this land, on this soil, on this continent... The most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers waiting to be explored. Our biggest, brightest discoveries are not known. Our thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is young, the sun is shining, God's grace is still shining, and the best is yet to come.